The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the Intentional Spirit, both through audio, and we greet and welcome all of you live streamers that are with us on Facebook. Thanks for being with us. And throughout the show, we are open to taking questions from you and hearing from you because we have a tremendous guest today, Orion Foxwood, Orion Foxwood. Um, He is incredible. He is so connected both to the earth and to the stars, and he is in every sense just this tremendous metaphysical person. But I always like to highlight that there is a tremendous difference between people that have intentions, because a lot of people set, you know, write out the goals, uh, they make their plans, they do all different kind of things of who they want to become, but the difference is there's people who are intentional. And when you're an intentional spirit, every direction, door that you are walking and talking, it all becomes part of your purpose. It's not one thing is separate from the other, or you're waiting to become something before you can get there. It's what is happening right now. And that's the way our guest today lives, and he has a lot of information to give us. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and um, you are just a very uh, unique and incredible person, and please kind of let us know, you know, how did you, did you know from the beginning after your life of being born that this would become your life calling? How have you been shape-shifted to be the person that you are now? What a great question. Thank you. I always say, you know, it all begins with the beginning, and um uh, I was born actually in the Shenandoah Valley. I'm an Appalachian boy of southern roots and uh, Appalachian cultural heritage. And Appalachian folks, because of the poverty, uh, are really pressed to the root of their spirit. So some of the spirituality, the folk spirituality that you grow up with is so raw and so direct. Um, and so part of that, uh, part of the folk tradition, that I grew up with is something called the veil. And my mama was born with it, my sister was born with it, and I was born with it. Most people have heard it called the call. It's a certain way that the placental sheath falls over the eyes, and that's supposed to come off when you're born, but with those of us born with the veil, it doesn't. And that denotes uh, what in Scottish tradition would call the second sight, the ability to see into and interpret the spirit world um, and the interplay between the invisible and the visible. And so from, from being knee-high to a grasshopper, as my mama would say, um, my life with the source, with God, and God in everything. And that's the thing that I grew up with was that folk understanding. And I say folk, folk healing, folk spirituality, folk magic, all of these concepts are very important for us, Temple, right now as we grow into a very contemporary and advanced, if you want to say, civilization of humanity, there's a saying, you cannot bless the fruits and curse the root. So 
in this time, I'm finding that all of Orion, I think you need to say that again. That's one of those kind of measurable moments that... Absolutely. You cannot bless the fruits. You cannot bless the fruits and curse the roots. I love that. So as the, the, the tree of humanity grows and we expand our understanding vaster and outward further, we cannot sacrifice our soul on the altar of mediocrity as we do this. We cannot expand out without deepening in. And so what happened is as a little boy, my mom kept me very in touch with the interplay between the invisible and the visible. For me, the church was the woods. For me, the church was going down by the creek and setting and dropping my spirit into the spirit that runs through all things. And so that's where I found my wisdom and where I found my life ignited. And in fact, I was a little boy. Are you ready for this temple? I was a little boy. And this was like, I think it started at about the age of five that I would start to speak in the pulpit some. And so the interesting thing was I could barely read, but I could lay the Bible out, close. It would be closed because I couldn't read it. I would place my hand on the Bible and start talking. I'd just start talking. And then later they would open the Bible and find that the little ribbon in the Bible was setting in the area where the passage was that I was talking about, but I couldn't read and I didn't even open the Bible. So we knew as a kid that uh, the ability to listen deep and to calm my inner being and calm the mind chatter and hear that light that, that is stirred at the depths of who we are, that star that's inside of us, that piece of the infinite, and let it speak. And then as I grew, you know, I saw things I didn't like too much and different, you know, the human stuff that comes in where people aren't speaking in congruence. They weren't, uh, they weren't ultimately um, speaking from spirit. They were speaking to what they thought people wanted to hear or they wanted. And that bothered me. And I wandered away into my own journey. As he said, the journey through the deserts, crying out for a vision mm-hmm. uh, until one day. Uh, and I see the the the, the spirit, the, the 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 great creator, as more feminine, actually. So I call the the source the mother spirit. And so I was laying on my bed, having gone through some personal uh, trials and tribulations. My daddy was dying, my sister was dying, and I was just going through a really dark time. And I'll never forget the sweet surrender to the indwelling spirit when I literally it was very Shakespearean flung my arms open on the bed, dropped myself down, like completely, I always said, completely surrendering over, which what I did is I I did. I I released myself and opened myself, and I said, Mother Spirit, help me to see me the way you saw me when you made me. Mm -hmm. Wow. And the inrush that came in, and the explosion inwardly, I can't even, often I can't speak of it without crying, because it was at that moment that the soul cage rattled and that those limits and those restrictions that we call in the, in the old folkloric fairy tradition, we call it the, the soul cage, was rattled. And the bars made of, of fears and hopes and things, you know, that we, we write inside of us, those shadow shapers that live inside of us that we have to lay our hand of blessing on and, um, and free, emancipate those slaves trapped in the whole of our soul, you know? And so... And, you know, you're... You're highlighting, I, I feel, a very key point. It, it's something I feel very passionate about. I always like to tell people I didn't start, you know, going to Unity or Science of Mind and take a metaphysical class and decide, you know, being metaphysical would be a good thing. I always felt that connection, you know, from from day one, and and so did you. And so I think it's a value to people listening uh, especially people that, you know, want to have uh, children that feel that deeper connection with spirit and that ancient awareness. The key is from the very moment after they are old enough and you can sit with them, that you introduce them into nature, that you model, you know, the comfortability of putting your feet on the ground and and, and loving the trees and the animals and the creatures. And it, I... I haven't studied the statistics lately, but there's no doubt about it. When that's what people are used to, from the very beginning of life, they have that deeper inherent connection 
that we are connected to everything. Yeah. And one of the issues um, that we have now is that we do less and less and less of that with the upbringing and the bringing out of our kids. So we're not bringing them up in consciousness at all. It's not an upbringing. You know, that's the whole idea of upbringing is to, to bring them to a higher level where they feel that they are so connected um, to the earth and we've made all these great machines and technology and that's all great, but we're just so out of balance. They spend most of their time indoors, not outdoors, and they're not feeling that that inner um, that innate gift of, of intuition. I, I remember, you know, when I was um, very young, little, I mean, I could feel the presence of, of when an animal was coming forth or something before it even did because I was just so in tune. I'm sure you could, too. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I was on a plane. I'm on, on planes a lot. <laughs> and I was on a plane, and I went into, I call it the dancing floor of my spirit, which is like this, just going inward to that still place and communing with the divine presences that you commune with, right? So I went in, and my spirit wife in the old folk tradition, in the fairy tradition, uh, her name is Bree, and I went in and was speaking with, with her, and this quote, it's a quote, I guess a wisdom statement, uh, came uttering out of my voice when I came out, and I wrote it down. And so I offer this, and that is, you were born to paint the truth of your spirit onto the canvas of form, not to be trapped in another's painting. And uh, that, okay, wait, wait, wait. I think we're going to be doing a lot of that today. Will you say that again? <laughs> I get that a lot. People are like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're dropping a consciousness bomb and then moving to the next one. Wait a minute. <laughs> really? I mean, and I know there's no carbs involved, so I need you to go repeat that. <laughs> um, you were born to paint the truth of your spirit onto the canvas of form, not to be trapped in another's painting. I love that. And You're just quote after another today, Ryan. <laughs> We, uh, and I had to laugh because this woman I was just talking to the other day who were working on a film, there's a film being done on my life and my work, and she told me, she goes, uh, you drop a meme every five minutes. She says, my God. <laughs> and she said, where did these come from? Well, in the old tradition, there's something called the tongue that cannot lie. And they say that once you've sipped upon the sacred waters of fairy, right? And fairy was the old folkloric shamanic tradition of the British Isles. Right. And it's ancient, Bronze Age, very ancient. Once you've drank the waters of fairy, you have the tongue that cannot lie. Some might say, I have the tongue that cannot lie still. But um, it gives you a, a type of poetic tongue. And the reason that happens is once you tap into the life that runs through all, you live in constant wonderment of the grand beauty that's constantly moving through everything. And like, for instance, Temple, when I see you, I was so taken by you when I came to your church and heard you. You're so anointed. There's no doubt. You are the product of, oh, of, of deep inner work. That, that can't be fake. faked. That is a, that is a uh, authenticity that only comes when you in, set in the crucible of your spirit and let that, those shadows, those restrictions, those fears, the sorrows burn away, and you've left, put the, the hand of forgiveness and blessing upon all the harms of your life that may have wounded you, but yet were also the very things that set you free. And so you could see that in you. And I was so moved, which is why I had to come up and say hello to you, because if I smiled any more than I was smiling that day, my whole body would have been consumed by my smile, because I was so taken by what you do. And... When you have been ignited by that light that burns inside, by that life, when you surrendered inwardly to it, and you believed that what, you know, Jesus said, and I love this piece that Jesus said, um, I'm a big Jesus fan, and that was, uh, he said, he came to be, as Mama called it, a recipe. 
My mama one day said, Jesus ain't a man, he's a recipe. I was a little boy. I said, Mom, is that why we make Jesus cookies? She said, no, <laughs> no, no. And, and what she was telling at, I learned later as I understood that passage in the Bible, which we'd have to look up for its reference. I don't remember where. But it says, Jesus said, very, very truly I say unto you, if you do as I have done, this and greater things you too shall do. Mm-hmm. He's ultimately saying we, are, we were born. It is our heritage to be miracle makers, to be blessers, not cursers, to, that there is something that, that the source breathed into humanity that allows it to bring the garden to life. So it's time for us to unexile ourselves from the Garden of Eden. My mother said it. She was smart. My mom was incredible. She told me, she said, baby, when we were given free will, the ability to see ourselves as human and a unique creature filled with, you know, creative ability and creative power, and we ate that apple, that symbolic apple, she said, our gift back is we got to bring the apple back and put it on the tree. She said, so to me, that what my mom was saying in simple folk wisdom was now we have to bring our humanity and back, as, back to the rest of nature. We are earth-humanized. We are the human component of nature. We're not separate, just not human and nature. We are the, natu- the human part of nature. And as such, what's our role? What are we to do? What does it mean to be a custodian of the garden? And not just a consumer, but a custodian. And because I swear to you, with everything in me, if you care for the garden, the garden will care for you. We've got to unexile ourselves, and we have to get rid of this illusion of isolation that we were ever separated from anything. The source will not, will not be divided against itself. It's interesting that, that that's one of your you know, favorite things that you lean into or an anchor or a, a paradigm, whatever you want to call it, because that's... That's one of mine too, and I, you know, I say that ever so often about that particular statement. If you do the things that I have done, you know, greater things shall you also do. And it, it seems to be that that whole part just went over, you know, so many people's heads, or they never really heard that in their in their heart. You know, there's too many people uh, debating and in debate about, well, what was it that he did, you know, or what was it that he you know, that he said, or, well, how did he do it? And that was never the point. It's that you will do, each of you, amazing things as well. Um, and, and to be better. able to own that, or even greater, to be able to own that and tune into it and be open, you know, to see what occurs and to see what happens. And I, I love uh, the work that you do and the, you know, the ancient medicine, if you will, an awareness of, you know, the Celtic work and the the fairy wisdom and the shamanism. Of course, you know, I love that and how it can really impact uh, people's lives. You have a book called The Tree of Enchantment. Well, you have more than one book and all of your products are on orionfoxwood.com, your website. But how did you... Um, you know, what was calling you to write the book when you did? You know, each, each of my books, I can't write a book about anything I'm not living. So for me, I have to, for it to have integrity and spiritual power and presence for people, it has to reflect the integrity of my work. It has to reflect something, not that I believe, but that I, not even that I, I'm doing, it has to reflect something I am. Um, for me to feel good about it, so I always write from the voice of my um, of my soul. And so, my books are really on three different subjects. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the folkloric fairy tradition. Which, if you remind me, I've got an ancient quote I'd love to give about the fairy tradition. It's very powerful. And the old fairy tradition is not about those cute winged little guys that we see. The ancient tradition, they were the angels in the land, <clears throat> human size or larger, so radiantly beautiful that we couldn't look directly upon them for their beauty could kill us because our nervous systems simply could not, could not process the radiant beauty of these beings. They are the stars in the land. And so 
I was quite taken by that aspect of what I do as a little boy because the folkloric fairy tradition is quite alive in the Appalachians, uh, especially in southern Appalachia, uh, up in the mountains. Um, in fact, there's a saying I grew up with, with sometimes, you know, uh, uh, myself or, say, my sister or uh, neighbors would go away for a short period to, to go sort of do vision work. And what they'd often say is, I'm going to see the cousins, spend time with the cousins. Well, the cousins is an old name for the fair people, the, the spirits of nature. <clears throat> and then the appropriate response was, which cousins? Now, if they said cousins in the holler, that meant their blood kin, right? Because uh, a oh. holler is simply uh, the back of an indentation between two mountains, and the back a part of that little valley is called a holler. And so, but if they said the cousins in the woods, what they meant is they were going away from humanity and going to talk to the ancestors of the earth. Wow. That is the, the fair ones. So I grew up with sayings like that, and I grew up with them quite alive. Um, and quite, you know, this old man, I was a little boy, said to me, this was because uh, my, my, my uh, middle name is Michael, so they called me Mike back there. So it's, it's this, old, this old guy, narratus in his mouth. I mean, and the truth is, I was a little boy, and I was acting like I was interested in what he was saying because I really wanted his ginger snap cookies. So, so I was willing to listen, but my mama wrote everything down, he said, and then I memorized it later. He said, Mike, you got to make right with them folk. Them folk can snatch your prayers before they reach the ears of God. They're the original ancestors. We're the visitors. And when we break the laws of nature, we can't ask God for help because he don't know how. He gave the world to them. Now, I grew up with knowing that there was this them, this them that knew all the wise ways of the earth, that could restore the balance, that could heal all things of the earth, that there was a holiness interpenetrating every fabric of nature, and that if we just went humbly and then relaxed ourselves, we could fall back into the nature that we are made of and that place where our nature touches the nature of all. And so the woods, for me, were always the ultimate, the ultimate church. That was the place where I wasn't going to visit God. I was inside of God, you know. And so that's how those books came along. Then I wrote the fairy teachings first and then the Tree of Enchantment. And the Tree of Enchantment really is the entire system of fairy seership, which is a multi-year apprenticeship that I do teaching folks how to awaken the subtle senses to the invisible side of nature and to become a co-creative partnership partner in the restoration of Eden. And so eco-spirituality, as, as you can imagine, is a big piece of who I am and what my message is about. Of course, yes. Then, oh, what was that, darling? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I said absolutely. Uh, of course it would be. Well, and, and, and what was funny was, because I'm so pagan, but yet I'm so Christian. And, and it's so funny that this woman saw me speaking at this big earth-centered event that was pretty much all pagan and shamanic and a mixture of earth-centered people. And this woman walks up and says, you've got to be the only man I know who left the church and took Jesus with him. And I said, oh, honey, I was never away from Jesus. I said, and the reason is, and the reason he even got killed, he, we have to understand that he was executed as a political execution. It was because at that time, there was such a people in the Middle East, the fall of Rome was imminent. And with Rome's fall came the, the destabilization of the entire Western world. So people were scared. I mean, people were, they didn't know what was going to happen. The pagan temples had gotten opulent. They had moved away from their original wisdoms and gotten into building bigger, badder temples, right? So it was all money-driven. And then the Jewish um, synagogues were just finally moving out of oppression and getting the stabilization of their economy, but it was also driven by the synagogue. And here comes this rebel rouser who says, you don't have to pay to the temples, the synagogues, and nobody. You can go out and sit underneath that tree over there. How pagan, huh? He goes, sit under that tree over there. And, and the more of you, the better. The more of you that sincerely open your heart to God and pray, God will be there. Mm-hmm. And that was absolutely an unheard of thing to say at that time, because he was saying, practically, don't take your money to the temples. Don't 
confess your sins. By the way, most people don't know what sin means. It's an ancient Aramaic term. It's an archery term. And the word originally means to miss the mark. That's all it meant. Not to anger God. Not to, because you can't anger God. God doesn't, God is pure love. God is not God to have is a Santa Claus, not to have a Santa Claus list, or yeah, not, not to hold all that uh, should and shame and shoulda coulda woulda and and all of that. We're listening today to the uh, the brilliance and the energy and commitment to Orion Foxworth. He represents several books. He is a teacher of nature, of ancient teachings that, in some ways, we have lost in our current culture and we're bringing them back in you can go to his website orionfoxwood.com i want to tell all of you that are live streaming right now to send us a question we would be delighted to ask it to our guests if you love these kind of teachings i want to thank you again for your participation with the intentional spirit and you can visit us anytime at firstunity.org or templehays.com We'll be right back after this short break. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life. Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors, The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. the saying a good deed is its own reward well moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward it will also reward you with vibrant health boundless energy an easy way to keep your weight where you want it and according to yogis and unity's co-founder charles fillmore even give a boost to your spiritual life On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And we're talking with Orion Foxwood. He is very dedicated to bringing back ancient lore and techniques and the, the deep root of the metaphysical practice that we call and we experience as life. Um, let's talk a little bit, Orion, about your, your book, The Fairy Teachings. Um, there's so much wisdom in that that you're uh, bringing to light to help people realign with so much of our heritage and just the depth of who we are in our humanity. Um, what are some of the key points that, that when you think about that book and the energy you put into it that you feel really calls your soul? 
well, there is an ancient Scottish saying, and it's, it was written in the dialect of Old Gaelic, and it, it has a, a, a sort of an intensity to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if I may say it, I'd like to share that with you. And that really, I think, in many ways says what the crux of the old fairy tradition is. By the way, for anyone on here uh, who is not of, say, Celtic descent and thinks, well, you know, the old fairy tradition wasn't in the lineages you came out of, the ethnic lineages, I assure you it was. It is probably the single core um, tradition worldwide of animism. And animism is the oldest uh, spiritual paradigm in the world because we have animism, pantheism, polytheism, monotheism. Animism is a lot like monotheism, except it doesn't say that there's one source, just one source, what it says is there is a life that runs through all things, and all things are animated by that. Really, it's saying the same thing, but it acknowledges the indwelling spirit inside of everything, everything. And so this saying says, Meddle and meddle with the fiends of hell, and a weirdless white you'll be. But take and lend with the fairy men, and you'll thrive until you dee. And what it's saying is, meddle and meddle with the fiends of hell means... If you get all, it's kind of kind of like that saying: if you lay down with dogs, you'll get fleas. Even though I love dogs, um, it's it's saying meddle and mel with the broken parts of us, greed and avarice, and and the things that are fueled by that illusion of isolation, because the illusion of isolation causes the desire to possess, the resentment of change, and the desire for absolutes to begin to evolve, <clears throat> and those bring us into, <clears throat> excuse me, sin. They bring us into being uh, missing the mark with our soul. It takes us further away from the voice of our soul, and the voice of our soul is the voice of the infinite. It's one and the same. And so uh, the deeper you go in, the closer you get to God. And so this saying is saying, metal and mel with scenes of hell, which means the dark haunts in humanity, and a weirdless white. Weird in the old tradition meant fate. It was W-Y-R-D. A weirdless white would be a fateless spirit, meaning a spirit wandering without understanding itself. See, we could be so full of everyone else and everything else that we're not that we're absent from ourselves. That, and we have to go through sometimes a cracking open, a, a, a sort of a, a divine directive comes like the tower card in the tarot, and the lightning of heaven has to split us open sometimes, so that. What is inside trying to pulse out can get out past the woulda, coulda, shouldas, the agony of the past, the many voices that we take into us that shape us, and while muting the voice of our own spirit. Was it uh, the late Wayne Dyer, who I was a great fan of? Never got to meet Wayne, and I'd hoped to, but just, you know, our lives were in different directions. But he said, don't die with your song unsung, don't die with your t- a song on your tongue which I just fell in love with that saying. So back to the ancient thing with the saying is mellow mellow the fiends of hell, meaning get all caught up in just the broken parts of humanity. And a weirdless white you'll be, you'll lose your fate, you, you, won't want, you won't know who you are or where you're going and lose the joy that life is meant for. It says, but take and lend with the fairy men, a little sexist, we'll say the fairy kin. But take and lend, meaning take, Give and take with nature in balance. And that doesn't mean just resources, which is a big deal right now. It's be in a living relationship where you don't just go into a human building, but go into nature, inside of the source where there is no human involvement, and let it speak to you too. Let the plant touch the plant, and the plants will speak to you. Remind me, I'll tell you another blessing about the green fire and plants. And so, uh, the, and, and we're, it says, and take and lend with the ferryman, and you'll thrive until you dee. What it's ultimately saying is touch nature. Touch true nature. Let nature touch you back. Like sometime, go out and do what I call drifting. And drifting is, like I do it out here on my balcony. It's one of my favorite things. I like to go out at 3 in the morning, which is the original witching hour, which is a time when neither form nor formlessness claim the world. It breathes, and, and you can uh, pray really strong then. You can meditate really strong then. So I'll go out on my balcony, and I'll let my 
awareness drift to whatever draws its attention. So one night, I went out there, and my eyes were drawn to this tree. And the tree merged, and I let go of the concept of tree. That's the other thing. Let go of the name. And let the tree reveal to you what it is as a being of divine presence. And so, especially trees, because they show up as the symbol of the unified consciousness all over the world. You know, the tree of life, the tree of good and evil, the Yggdrasil, it goes on and on. So the tree gathers my attention over to it, and all the tree said was, I have ancestors, I came from somewhere. And then my eyes drifted to this kitty cat wandering across the field down below the apartment, and she was going out mousing for her babies, for her kittens. She's walking along, and she suddenly looks at me as cats do. What that? Oh, you're staring at me. Look, and, and then softened her gaze, and I felt her inner spirit merge and mingle with mine and go, I have ancestors that came from somewhere. Well, that kept going until I was drawn to a cloud wandering in the sky above, and the cloud merged and mingled with my spirit and said, I have ancestors that came from somewhere. Well, my mom said something to me as a little boy that was very much driven by the fairy tradition. She said, God left everything in the hands of helpful spirits. So it's all about the ancestry, too. When we think of our ancestors, we're used to thinking of those who we name and who we loved in life. But the truth is you have a minimum of 60,000 years measurable right now in your blood by mitochondrial testing. But your ancestry goes all the way back to the source. The source is your ultimate ancestor. So the moment that you turn your attention towards the stream you rode here on, which is human and other, because you're made up of other mostly. You're made up of, of, of minerals. You're made up of which is stones. You know, your bones are stones. And so you're made up of, of bacteria, and you're made up of all kinds of things. You're, you're a planet with a name and legs walking around. Once we get that there is a core life that runs through everything and it's the ancestor of all life, and that if we relax away from the busyness of human life and let ourselves drift into that peacefulness, that's why we vacate to nature so much. If you look at vacation statistics, you'll see the number one most vacated areas are natural places. We're going to be renaturalized. We're going to remember and reconnect to our original instruction. And, and I think God speaks with the clearest voice there, you know. And so the, the fairy and the nature, nature traditions, for me, very quickly were showing us the grimoire, the, the, the greatest grimoire of magic itself, is, is nature. Because she, it, takes the invisible and makes all of life out of it. I want you all to think of this. The earth gathers starlight from our nearest star, the sun, gathers photons, which are radioactive, and builds life out of it. And the plants do that. Everything we eat is either a plant or eats plant. Uh, the plant world gathers the light above, the heavens above, merges and mingles it with the ancestral wisdom that rises out of the earth because the earth's soil is made out of the, the, the digested wisdom of all that's ever lived mm-hmm. and gives us then these plants. The plants offer us life. They give us all life. Like I'm sitting here looking over at my plants. I swear they dance when I talk about them. They start moving a little bit. People have seen it. They're like, your plants are dancing. I said, because they know I know they're holy. Exactly. <laughs> and, so you, you, you bring into that intelligence that is that is within them. And because you believe it, you have the gift of seeing it as well. Uh, yet another reason as to the importance and value of, of people getting out in nature and exposing their children and their young ones and to being outside and, and making that deep-rooted um, connection. Out of curiosity, did is this your birth name, Orion Foxwood, or did you <laughs> did you feel that name calling you out of a time of awareness? No, my, my uh, legal name, my birth name is Kevin Shipman, and there is a tradition an old, an old uh, European folk practice is really in a lot of the old folk magic practices. If they're initiatory and you're initiated into the line, and I'm initiated into an old line and a mantle carrier in that line, which means I carry the authority of the, the, the elder, the eldest elder 
who founded the line in America when when her when the immigrants of her family came over in the uh, early 1800s from Ireland. And so, uh, I, when I was initiated into the line, you take on um, a, a name, a spiritual name, like many traditions that uh, to embody the rebirth. And so Orion was the name that she gave me. And Orion, because Orion, uh, there's Orion, the the god in ancient Greek tradition, which was a warrior god, but that wasn't why she named it. She named me Orion because I was so in love with the feminine presence of nature ever since I was a little boy. And uh, I used to go around singing, Heaven is the mother of God. Heaven is the mother of God. And, because my mama told me that too. And so... Because of that, and because the Egyptians felt strongly that Isis, the goddess of 10,000 names, who Mary and Jesus, the image of Mary and Jesus, is based off Isis and, and Horus, an ancient tradition that has continued. So her birthplace in Egyptian tradition is Orion. And as, as the uh, Hubble telescope has showed us, Orion is actually a star nursery. It is massive where stars, whole solar systems are born almost daily out of Orion. And so that's how I got Orion. And then the Foxwood is the name of one of the, the my grandmother, uh, or my grandmother's uh, group or family um, uh, in the line was Ravenwood. And then the woman who initiated me came out of the Fox clan out of the New Forest in England. And so the Fox and the Wood. And so my name re- reflects the spiritual journey and the initiatory name. I love that. Thank you for your willingness to share. I'm always fascinated with people's names. Um, Orion is one of my spirit guides. Um, and oh. so I love that name. And when you and I did have that uh, close encounter of the third kind, and we were, <laughs> able to, <laughs> we were able to physically meet in this dimension, I... Um, I, I didn't get an opportunity to tell you that, but yeah, that's he's one of my spirit guides and and uh, brings a lot of energy in my life and a, a lot of awareness and, and working uh, both with myself, which is an ongoing thing. <laughs> and, you know, I and, was driven with, by spirit to come to hear you because I went into the store there and uh-huh. I feel I could feel your visionary presence through everything in the store. And I told the people in the store, I said, I have to know about your minister. I said, uh, I said, I could feel what drives her. And I said, and she's really special. And oh. they were like, yes, yeah, she really is. I said, oh, she's more special than you know. <laughs> oh. And we were laughing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're really driven by a clear light. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Like you, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to... Uh, the simplicity of of what is ancient and what is already out there. I, I love education. I lo- love intelligence. But that intelligera that is lying within each and every one of us, and and that connection that that we get from that ancestor energy, um, from the Celtic teachings, uh, uh, the teachings that you are just so committed to. To bringing forth, I I would like to share with our our Facebook uh, live streamers as well as our uh, listening audience that you also offer an introduction to fairy seership in a DVD set, and so I want to encourage you to go to Orion Foxwood's website. It's orionfoxwood.com. He has more than just a couple of books. He has uh, simplistic ways and extremely affordable ways uh, for you to get some of this information and the wisdom and and w- just as when we're listening to the quotes he's using and the things that we're saying, it kind of reminds me, Orion, of when somebody comes into a, a a science of mind center for spiritual living or unity community for the first time, they just sit there going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> because it's like, wow, this is this is the way it really is. You know, um, and that's what listening to you feels like. It's like, yeah, you know, keep on, keep on, keep on, because it it resonates with our spirit. Because it's it it's it's not influenced by anything other than the great influencer of, of ancient wisdom. 
uh, that is there that we can all tap into. And I really applaud uh, the work that that you're doing and and the people that you are that you're touching. You told me to remind you uh, that you wanted to share a story with us, and and that can be our our last thing because we're coming up on and just two or three minutes left here. So I didn't want to forget that. And I also I remember which story it was. Now I've got so no, many. Well, there's going to be one given to you with spirit, so go with that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, in fact, if I can get my hands on it while we're talking, and I'm not sure I can at the moment, I want to, there's a, a, a here we go, there's a blessing that I'd love to give, if, if I may. Because this, uh, this is a give call. Give me <laughs> <laughs> This is a call to the undercountry. And the undercountry, the underworld was in the fairy tradition the source world. And that, in fact, heaven wasn't above, but heaven was beneath, meaning heaven is in everything. It's in, it's in all the life of, of the land. And this blessing came through me. I wrote it. I was in front of a group, right there on the spot. I'll never forget. It was on Western mystery traditions, and I came there to speak about the fairy tradition. And the guy, that this old 80-some-year-old theosophist that was there, he said, Orion, I watched the mouth of the earth open beneath you and speak through you. I saw it myself. And so I, I offer this little blessing. Um, and so if everyone listening could just take a moment and sense this, and that all of all the good things of our life really come to us by the gift of this world, our food, our air, our water, everything. And it's the, the God of our understanding has given us the most blessed Eden we could ever ever be we gifted with so be aware of the life that rushes up from the land every day offering itself to you as i give this prayer good neighbors of the under realms awaken unto life ban the bane and bless our luck and banish blight and strife open now the ancient ways of life and love with land open now the hawthorn way as we extend our hand Lead us to the magic road and back in touch with thee, and we will know our kin and rock and cloud and sacred tree. We end this call with heartfelt breath and consecrated deed. Blessings to all, by root, by flower, and wind-scattered seed. Blessings to all, by root, by flower, and wind-scattered seed. Blessings to all, by root and flower and wind-scattered seed. Many blessings to Temple wow. and all that reach. Orion Foxwood at orionfoxwood.com. Thank you for blessing us with your willingness to be courageous and be different uh, by making a difference and being who you are. And it's just been a, a real gift and a blessing to be with you today. And the next time you're in our area, surprise us. Surprise us with your blessings. Again, special thanks to all of you for all that you do. Because of you, we are featured. Our our radio show is featured all over the world, The Intentional Spirit. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for telling your friends about it. Remember to join in with us quite often live on Facebook. And you can ask questions to our guests and we can have interaction. Thank you for your continued contribution to Unity Online radio, because of you, we are the voice we really feel for an awakening world. I look forward to hearing more from you, either at templehays.com or firstunity.org. God bless you all of you intentional spirits. May the peace always start within you right here and right now. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org.
God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Life is a balancing act. With hectic schedules and ceaseless demands on our time and attention, we've learned to prioritize. So often, though, I neglect to make time for what is most important. In our drive to get things done, there is an underlying desire, a need we all share, the need for peace. It is a gift that waits within me, ready to be enjoyed if I will simply allow myself the opportunity to connect. Inner peace lessens the everyday stresses of life and reminds me that how I am, the mental and spiritual point from which I view myself, is as important as what I do. I can make peace a priority. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? 
Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It is the birthright of each and every one of us to live an awakened life. Most religions and spiritual traditions teach us that we need to adopt a certain belief system or follow some prescribed steps to attain a state of enlightenment. A long-held belief about awakening is that only a small number of people destined to become gurus or spiritual teachers can attain it. It is certainly true that until recent times, only a small number of people on the planet had attained this state of full self-realization. These saints, mystics, and spiritual masters were seen as special. They certainly were at the time. However, times are changing This message was brought to you by T.J. Woodward, host of Awakened Living Radio. Learn more from T.J. on his weekly podcasts. Episodes are available on unityonlineradio.org, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, Looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose? Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? 
Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.